Hey everyone, welcome back to another video. Today we're going to cover Black Kersantan's brutal life as a gladiator. This should give you some insight on his backstory, but mainly focusing on his gladiatorial career. And hopefully when we see Black Kersantan again, because I'm sure we will, either in Boba or Kenobi or another show, you'll get to understand a little more about him, and especially when the Twin Huts told Boba Fett to sell him back to his gladiatorial life. Now, Black Kersantan's ability to use violence to solve almost any problem wasn't something that he was just born with. It was also nurtured. In the dusty, blood-crusted arenas of the Zanti brothers, Black Kersantan learned how to fight against some of the most horrific creatures in the galaxy. In the process, he not only became the most feared heavyweight champion in recent history, but one of the few gladiators to fight his way to freedom. So what exactly was Black Kersantan's gladiatorial life like? At first, Black Kersantan assumed that flying to any destination, no matter how disreputable or dangerous, was better than staying at home, on the forest-covered world of Kashyyyk. But after he tricked a Trandoshan hunting party, which I've made a video on, titled Why Black Kersantan Was Exiled from Kashyyyk, he essentially had them ferry him to distant training grounds of the Zanti brothers, where he would soon realize his grave mistake. As Kersantan descended the ramp of the slave ship, he must have felt a tinge of excitement. After all, he had been waiting his whole life for this moment, to get away from his fellow Wookiees and their archaic, ritualistic etiquette. Kersantan just wanted to live one day where he didn't have to worry about rules or shame or anything. Walking close behind a rather short talts, Kersantan surveyed the hangar. On either side, armed guards, lazily holding carbine rifles in their grasps, watched the procession of captives file into the room. But there was something different about Kersantan. Why isn't the Wookiee in chains? A man asked the Trandoshan slaver who had brought his lot to the market. Covered in cyborg enhancements and thick bronze armor, this man's identity wasn't a mystery. This was one of the Zanti brothers. Specifically, the talkative one. His semi-mute siblings stood next to him as they surveyed the recent slave catch. As Kersantan passed into a corridor, the Trandoshan spread his arms as if he couldn't quite fathom the situation, and declared he volunteered. It was true. Unlike the other fighters in the gladiatorial games, Black Kersantan hadn't been kidnapped or sold into slavery. The Wookiee actually chose to come to the Zanti brothers and learn how to become a gladiator. So, you've come here to learn the chatty Zanti sibling said as he looked up at Black Kersantan. The Wookiee was at least two feet taller, and the size difference didn't go unnoticed by the quiet brother. We can work with ambition, the other Zanti brother said, cruelly praising the Wookiee, fully aware what his brother was about to do just seconds later. A quick high-energy buzz filled the room, and the second Zanti sibling jumped out of the shadows. He had set a stun device to maximum output and shot Kersantan from across the room. Before he had a chance to realize his dream of being a volunteer fighter was going to be a bit harder to achieve, Kersantan slammed into the ground head first. By the time he awoke, he found himself behind Durastil bars, the holding cells of all the Zanti brothers' slaves. Lesson one, a voice said from beyond the cave, you wear the chains. And just like that, Black Kersantan's gladiatorial training had begun. The days that followed passed by in a painful blur. It began with a punishing trek through the knee-deep snow. As the Zanti brothers observed from a floating platform far away, their new batch of slaves, Kersantan included, were forced to march until the herd thinned. And it did. Next, the surviving members were thrown into a murderous obstacle course. Swinging blades and turrets of blue blaster bolts showered down on Kersantan and his heavyweight training partners. It wasn't long after that exercise that the Zanti brothers let their entire crew fight each other in a massive brawl. Few survived that day. A poor Rodian lost his life to a massive orange-skinned Dautin, who strangled him with the metal cable that kept his stun cuffs tethered to his body. Kersantan, for his part, seemed to relish in the fight, as the Zanti brothers looked on from a safe distance, sipping a cocktail from their canteens. Okay, they're in shape, 
the talkative brother said, as his sibling took a larger sip from his glass. Let's push them and see who breaks. And somehow, the training got even more brutal. The very next day, the slaves were dragged to the site of a sarlacc pit. The touts that Black Crescenton joined while departing the slave ship was the first to be devoured. Later, in a pitch-dark dungeon, another one of the prospective heavyweight fighters was consumed by a massive beast, perhaps a relative of Congo, the Disemboweler, from Gracchus the Hutt's distant arena on Narshara. When the black and white Herglick was killed by a swarm of robotic insects the day after, the Zonti brothers made their decision. And I think we've got our contenders, they said coolly, observing the fighters from a grimy viewing panel. As Black Chrysanthemum owned his skills with single-edged swords, scimitars, and other melee weapons, the thought of escape was never far from his mind. Just as he had successfully schemed his way off of Kashyyyk, he was certain that he could do the same here. Even though the Zanti brothers were armed to the teeth in weapons, and Chrysanthemum himself was rarely allowed to go anywhere without wearing his stun cuffs. One day, while Chrysanthemum defended himself from the only surviving member of his training group, the massive orange-skinned Dawutin the Zonti brothers decided that they should surgically enhance their newfound Wookiee. So, they tied Kersantin to an operating table, much like Vader, punched in a few dials on their hollow display surgical interface, and revved up their chainsaw. Without any visible anesthetics, they carved Black Kersantin to pieces, inserting hardened metal plates all around his body. Now, to not deviate from this video, I'm going to create a video on its own that will go over all of Black Kersantin's cybernetic upgrades and implants. So be sure to check that video out, so let's continue on with this story. By the time Chrysanthemum made a full recovery, he was an entirely different beast. The metallic enhancements didn't quite violate the rules of the natural heavyweight division, so Chrysanthemum wouldn't have to go up against all of the cyborg freaks that made the ultra heavies such a dangerous weight class. After shattering his training partner's jaw, the Zonti brothers put Black Chrysanthemum into an exhibition match. While a crowd of underworld crime bosses looked on, led by a particularly cold-hearted Chagrian, Black Chrysanthemum faced off against three enemies. Armed with only a pair of daggers, Chrysanthemum decided that was even too big of an advantage for him. He tossed the blades to the ground and dismantled his opponents one by one. In the end, Black Chrysanthemum spared the life of the final fighter. Savagely gripping the alien's throat with his mechanical hands, Chrysanthemum lifted the fighter into the air and commanded him to translate. Hail Black Chrysanthemum, undefeated, unbowed! The opponent shouted upwards, towards the throng of spectators, who were now leaning over the arena walls, engrossed in the brutal display of violence. One false step and they'd fall to their deaths, to the hard arena floor below, or worse, into the raging fire pits that served as the match's obstacles. But they didn't seem to mind. Blacker Stanton was ferocious, a champion in the making, and they wanted him. The blue-skinned Chagrin was the first to inquire, How much for him? The Zonti brothers grinned as they thought of the shower of Imperial credits that was about to fill their coffers. In the days following Black Chrysanthemum's debut, he would face a never-ending stream of heavyweight opponents. None of them were able to leave so much as a scar, at least not any that were visible over his thick black fur, like the lightsaber wound that was later etched into his eye in a fight with Obi-Wan Kenobi, which actually did leave a mark. Even though Chrysanthemum went on to become one of the most ruthless bounty hunters in the galaxy, one of the two that Jabba the Hutt would personally contact whenever a job needed to be done, his love for the gladiatorial arenas would pop up a time or two again. At one point, after he had joined forces with Dr. Aphra, the Wookiee bounty hunter felt a craving to return to the smoke-filled dens to test himself against his fellow gladiators. While the doctor broke into a pair of journalists' ships so she could broadcast a beacon to the underworld, Chrysanthemum enrolled himself in a fight. At first glance, the odds didn't seem to be in his favor. A male basilisk adorned in metallic armor, and his humanoid companion stood opposite Chrysanthemum, kinda like a Pokemon battle. 2 verse 1. But the Wookiee bounty hunter knew something the crowd didn't. 
he always won, even after returning from a long retirement. After cracking his knuckles, Chrysanthem laid into the two opponents, once again filling the sandy floor of a gladiatorial arena with the blood of his enemies. As an undefeated champion, Chrysanthem loved nothing more than to dismember his enemies in front of a crowd of cheering spectators. Sometimes, when alone with his thoughts, the Wookiee wondered if he owed his former owners a debt for his success. In the same way that Chewbacca owed Solo, Chrysanthem often thought that he might owe the Zanti brothers for changing his life. And it makes me wonder if he's going to feel that way about Boba Fett now, for saving him as well. After rediscovering the siblings during a clandestine job with Dr. Afra, Black Chrysanthem decided to repay the debt in full by imprisoning them and forcing them to undergo the same brutal training that he had. I really hope Black Chrysanthem joins Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, and I hope they create some sort of a team. I think a team of Boba, Fennec, Chrysanthem, Bosk, and uh, this is super unlikely and probably will never happen, Cad Bane and Omega would be super fun to watch as a series or a movie even. But this is something I'm really gunning for, you know, I really hope that they're going to include Chrysanthem, Bosk, Boba, Omega, and Fennec in a show together. Kind of like a Star Wars villainous squad. Although the one thing with the Book of Boba that I haven't been enjoying as much lately is that they've taken away from the mysticism and the sort of so far at least, epicness of Boba Fett. They've made him a little bit too soft, a little bit too nice, and I want to see him kick some ass. So, you know, seeing as how this video is made before episode 4 comes out, I'm sure it's all going to change, because I don't see the season ending this way, with Boba being quite timid. But I'd love to hear your thoughts down below. Did you enjoy this video about Black Chrysanthemum's brutal gladiator history? What do you think will come of him in the future episodes of The Book of Boba Fett? Will he be in season one? Maybe a season two if we get one? Will he be in Kenobi or some other show? Wookiees do live to be very, very old, so especially Black Chrysanthemum, who's pretty much invincible. He could show up again in Star Wars. Thanks for watching this video. I'll catch you all in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you.